everyone. Welcome or welcome back to the latest episode of the CS School podcast, where we speak with CS professionals from all over the world, learning about the hottest topics in customer success by stripping them back to basics and discovering how best to apply these strategies. There's so much competition out there and making sure you're delivering the very best experiences for your customers is vital now more than ever. Thankfully, there are steps you can take to get ahead. Did you know that 78% of CSMs who've taken courses to further their learning and development have said it had a positive impact on their career? You can unlock your full potential and climb the career ladder with one of Customer Success Collective's courses, tailored for every stage of your career. So whatever your seniority, you can become a Customer Success Superstar via first-hand insights and teachings from the world's leading CS experts. But let's get stuck in with the episode. Hi, everyone. My name's Grace Gupta, and I'm the copywriter here at Customer Success Collective. Now, joining me on this podcast is Amy Oilman, Regional VP of Customer Success at Ring Central. Amy believes that every customer success team has potential to be transformative and that a culture of customer focus, collaboration and belonging can help CSMs perform their best while growing revenue and reducing churn. Amy helps people and organisations move past organisational politics and build high-performing customer success orgs. And since we managed to get Amy on the podcast, we took full advantage and quizzed her all about this, the foundations of customer success, building a high-performing customer success team. If you don't set up your customer success team right, you're really missing a trick. So let's find out what we need to do. Let's not hang it about. Let's get stuck in. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Grace. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on um, because we're going to be talking about something incredibly important today. Um, like, I mean, start that sentence again. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. We're going to be talking something very important today, building high-performing customer success teams. Now, for anybody listening, I'm sure this is something that most people are going to have to do at some point in their customer success career. Um, and it's, yeah, performing, you know, building and growing high performing customer success teams. It's it's something I've been really, really keen to talk about on the podcast for a while now. And we've actually got a course on it as well. So it's an incredibly relevant topic. But before we get started, um, would you mind introducing yourself to your listeners, please? Because someone with the, the level of experience you have is just, I don't know, I'm really, I'm really, really keen to hear about how you got into customer success and maybe what some of the, you know, the best achievements in your um, in your career so far. Yeah, so um, hi, I'm Amy Oilman. I am the RVP of customer success at Ring Central currently. Um, I have had an interesting journey into customer success, which I find is true for most people. You know, it's not like we go to university and we, you know, study to become customer success managers and move up. So um, my journey starts at about 2010 to 2014 when I was at Google um, and I was uh, leading uh, service cloud implementations, building contact centers and building teams that did that on the Salesforce platform. And I got to work with the most amazing customer success directors uh, that worked at Salesforce. And after I've been you know, working really closely with them, they said, you know, Amy, we think you're really cut out for customer success. Why don't you come over and work at Salesforce? So in 2014, I left Google and I uh, I worked in the customer success team at Salesforce, which is, you know, part of my history. And it's still important to me today. All the things I learned about working with customers. I work mainly with Hollywood Studios um, in L.A., wow. a lot of entertainment companies. 
um, and uh, just helping them get more value out of the platform. I also worked uh, on the alliances team um, in media and entertainment. So it was a great opportunity. And um, when they started building a customer success team in Google Cloud uh, for infrastructure, I uh, I went over there and I went back to Google and I got to build a really high performing customer success organization there. And then last December, uh, I came over to Ring Central to help rebuild the mid-market segment uh, for customer success there. So it has been an interesting journey to get to where I am, but I would say that, you know, thinking thinking back on it, uh, this is the, the perfect uh, combination of where I can apply my skills and uh, customer empathy and uh, employee empathy all together to build teams. So I love building customer success teams. So that's what I'm really passionate about. Oh, thanks for sharing that. I mean, that sounds it sounds quite a glamorous glamorous career. I mean, you've got Salesforce, Google, you've got the glitz and glam of serving uh, Hollywood uh, clients. That sounds uh, incredible. Yeah, it is definitely, you know, but at the end of the day, there are people who work in IT and operations just like everywhere else, and they try to support the wider vision of their organization, the studios. Um, and so it has been such an amazing experience to get to do that. Um, but at the same time, they're just in an industry where it's really tough. So having a lot of empathy is very, very helpful. Uh, when working with these organizations. I know people think of the, you know, the people that are in front of the camera, but it takes so many people uh, building the systems uh, to do that. So it was great. I work with Fox. I work with Hulu. Um, It was Warner Brothers, uh, CBS. It was an amazing experience to get to do that with these customers that are just doing amazing things with our platform. No, completely. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess if you, you hear Hollywood, you you know, you do think of the, you know, the, the, the top billing stars, but there's a, like you said, a huge amount goes into in, in, in to actually making that happen, this unsung hero. So that's incredible. Um, I think um, what I was really, really struck by when we were talking, uh, we spoke a few weeks ago about this podcast episode, and um, there's so much work that goes in to making obviously it's the understatement of the century making a business successful and customer success has a huge part in that and obviously select making sure that you have the right or customer success org behind you is you know really your bread and butter for making sure that your customer success are successful but so sort of just before we really crack on with the episode could you um for the you know for the purposes of our listeners could you maybe just explain to in your you know in your own words or really how you know I'm quite curious to know how you feel about this. Why, I guess, really, why is customer success so important in today's business landscape? Because I think once we sort of understand that, I think it'll quite set the tone quite nicely for the rest of the episode and just sort of talking about building customer success teams. So, yeah, well, I mean, why is customer success so important in yeah today's business landscape? Yeah, so... I think a lot of us, we think about customer success, you know, strategically, and we think about like, it's a good, it makes the customers feel good, but there are actually really important revenue implications of having an amazing customer success team. Um, You know, we all know that it's like, what, five to 25 times more expensive to acquire a new customer than to retain a customer. So it becomes really important for us to retain these customers. And so 
you know, to help them grow, maybe move to different business units and expand their footprint. Or, you know, when we have new products that we roll out, make sure that, you know, we see if that's a fit for them. Um, there's a lot of consolidation that goes on with customers and their tech stacks right now. And so having more products, we want to make sure that we're meeting the customer's needs. And the boots on the ground for that are the customer success managers because yeah. they've developed those relationships of trust with the customers in, in a high touch model. So it's definitely uh, it's definitely super important. And as you know, customer success has been evolving over time. Um, you know, we're building a scale team. I'm building a scale team right now. And you know, how do we touch more customers in meaningful ways at meaningful times for them? in their customer journey has become so important. So, you know, there is a high touch aspect of it, um, but there also is being there when the customers need you. And that really helped, uh, helps drive revenue for companies So uh, and reduce churn and down sales. So it's so important and critical uh, to have a customer success team. Mm. I think you really hit the nail on the head there with, with, with everything you said, but specifically also how, how, the amount of tech products, tech stacks are just huge right now. So there's just so much choice. And if one isn't really doing the job, if customers don't really feel the value in a product, then you'll, you know, there's however many, how many competing products are there, you know, that they could alternatively go to. So yeah, no, completely. That sounds, well, you explained it perfectly. So thank you for that. Um, I guess really to start off with, I'd like to know, and I'm sure our listeners are very, very keen too. I mean, you've worked, like you said, you've worked at Google, Salesforce, you're now at Ring Central. I mean, building a custom success team doesn't, I mean, it doesn't sound like an easy feat because there is a lot of, I imagine there's a lot, there's a lot of pressure on getting this right and making sure that you've got a good fit, you know, cult, you know, company culture fit, making sure people understand, your, your, your new employees understand, uh, you know your the the mission of the of the bit of your company um and i guess it all starts with hiring right so would you maybe be able to talk us through the process of how you you know in your experience how you've built customer success organizations yeah so you know i start with a vision of what it is we need the team to do and also um to think about a little bit more is what is the experience of the employees and the customers? Mm. And so when I think about that holistically, that's my first step. And so typically um, I'm, I work super closely in partnership with the recruiting team I did at Google. I uh, learned a lot from uh, Jen and Kate uh, over there. And um, now I work very closely uh, with the recruiters over at Ring Central because we are, I've been building this team for the past like four or five months. Um, and having that partnership uh, means doing challenging things like rewriting job descriptions um, and making sure that it's not, we don't put too many bullets in the job descriptions because okay. best practices that once you hit more than six, people um, who are last represented will start excluding themselves from these job descriptions mm. and they won't apply. So my goal is to see, you know, how many, uh, how many people I can get to apply because I, I do think that gives you more choice. So that I think is important. And then um, just going through the job descriptions and making sure that they're, uh, that they're detail oriented, but that you don't copy them 
from your competitors because otherwise if you do um you may not get you may get people that are more product focused and you need a combination of people on your team that are you know maybe more advanced in telecom products for example um but CSMs that are good can always learn the technology. So, you know, I think about it in that sense. So we start with the job descriptions and then um, I've rewritten now two separate processes for interviewing to make sure that it um, better aligns to the goals of the company and the goals that I have for, you know, my organization. Mm. Um, and to make sure that we're sussing out things like, you know, will this person have customer empathy? Uh, customer empathy is so important in this particular uh, company because people, companies rely on telecom. If your phones are not working at your company, um, that is uh, that is business stopping. And so it's we play such an important part in these companies' tech stacks and how they deal with their own customers. You know, if you're a healthcare organization and your calls aren't getting in, um, that's a huge problem for the organization and for the patients that really, really need to connect. And so our job is really important when we think about that, you know, if someone's having a technical issue that uh, that we make sure that, you know, we're getting them to the right level of support uh, for tech support and that we're escalating because it impacts their business mm. um, and it hits their bottom line and their customer's experience. So I think it's really important for us to think big from that perspective. Um, so customer empathy is important. Um, definitely bias to action, making sure that people are getting things done. It's hard because a lot of customers need a lot of things and just making sure um, that there's action going on and that we're advancing things forward, even you know when the issues are complicated. So we, we try to suss that out. And also like for a culture fit, um, just making sure that people want to be part of a team where everybody helps each other. Um, is really important. Um, I've never been a CSM at my current company, so I can't really, you know, know the job as deeply as the people who do it day in and day out. So we have an amazing, you know, we have an amazing team where everybody helps each other and everybody shares the shares the knowledge and we share in the success in that way. Um, and lastly, you know, we're looking for people that uh, can work uh, adeptly cross-functionally. You know, we have to understand the sales teams are coin operated and they're paid differently than we are. So it's really important to have that empathy for the sales team. So typically, if you have someone who's got customer empathy, they, you know, that extends to the sales teams as well and how they feel about that. Phenomenal. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think two really key takeaways for me from that were, um, I mean, I know completely what it's like when you feel overwhelmed by a job description, you know, when there's like 12 points and you're thinking, well, I can probably do seven of those. Like what, where maybe I shouldn't apply because, and that, that's, that's, a, that's, I think a huge problem, I think globally with job descriptions. I don't think that's not necessarily isolated to customer success, but right. particularly when you, particularly when companies really, really need to be uh, way more, uh, preoccupied with diverse things issues like diversity equity and inclusion because if you're if you're like you said if you're you're isolating a huge proportion of potential you know potential candidates by you know making them feel like oh maybe I couldn't maybe maybe this role isn't for me when actually that's not the case so could you um maybe speak a little bit more to um I think the importance of how or how you incorporate uh, DE&I into building a high performing customer success team, because I think 
especially in those in that hiring process in those in you know when you've got a job job description out there like how does that how do you yeah how do you incorporate that into that yeah so um it's a it's a consideration because when we think about our customer base our customer base is diverse Mm. so we want to make sure that we're meeting customers where they are and so it is really critical to have you know a CSM team that has a diversity of backgrounds comes from different learning environments. You know, some yeah. people, you know, some people on the team have been in customer success five years. Some, you know, came from account management. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bunch of new college grads on my team uh, as well, you know, who are just really eager to learn about customer success and getting them ramped up. And so because of that, we've been able to have a a very diverse team. We are remote, so we have an advantage that we can hire people from any location in the U.S., which has been really helpful for diversity. And a lot of the people that we've hired have come from my network. I would say probably about 80 percent of them. And so, you know, their managers are part of my network. And they said, you know, this person is really good. You should hire them. Um, so that aspect of it has been really has been really impactful for the team. Um, and, you know, some some teams like Salesforce has a lot of diversity and, and they're really focused on that as well as Google. So it's been like helpful for me because a lot of my network is in those places. So when people recommend people, you know, from their companies and their companies are diverse, it's very helpful to me because it makes it a little bit easier for us to recruit more diverse candidates. But yeah, we want to make sure that our team reflects the world that we work in. Mm. Um, and I think that that is, I think that, that that's really important for dealing with customers, for dealing with sales teams, for dealing with product teams. I think it makes a it makes a huge difference to have people that have specialties in different areas. We have some people that are very operational. Um, and then we have some people that are just amazing customer success managers and they're learning the product. Mm-hmm. Do you think that perhaps uh, I guess the traditional way of hiring where you're looking for somebody with three to five years experience in, say, cust- you know, in this case, customer success, um, and like you said, you hire people who have either straight out from straight from college or maybe haven't done customer success but have done account management or you know you might have somebody that maybe hasn't actually worked in SaaS you know they might have had a customer customer relation customer relationship management that was almost a tongue twister uh in for a physical product so why do you think um do you think uh, you know it's just the fact that that's sort of the traditional way of hiring people have always just gone with oh we need somebody with yeah, X amount of experience in customer success when actually they're really sort of, I don't know, shooting themselves in the foot a bit because you've got these candidates who have got, you know, wildly different backgrounds, um, educational backgrounds, you know, uh, professional backgrounds, and they're really missing a trick here, do you think? Yeah, I would say, though, it's really helpful to have a technology background. So SaaS or infrastructure at Google, our customer success team work primarily on infrastructure. Um, And that's a little bit of a different model because you can't build revenue Mm -hmm. until the customers are consuming. So they'll sign a commitment, but they're not you're not booking revenue until they're using it. So we had customer success managers with 20, 30 years experience um, that maybe, you know, were 
program managers or from professional yeah. services, but then, you know, because they had the right customer empathy, we could bring them into customer success. But I would say definitely working with technology is, is important. I know there are a lot of people right now out there in the job market. I know from my, you know, from seeing all the applications and being really hands-on with them. There are a lot of people that work in other industries that would like to get into customer success. And it's probably not the best time to do it, unfortunately, because there are so many people that are looking for work right yeah. now. But I feel like that's changing. Um, and you know, people can really get a leg up by learning more about customer success, joining local groups. There are a lot of amazing local groups that are starting out now, now that the pandemic's over. I know we have a great local one in LA and Orange County, um, and there are women in customer success groups that I'm a part of, and I think that that's a really good way is to join the community to see if that's something that you want to do. Um, and I think that that makes it a lot easier for you to network and make connections and get into customer success. And for me, my path was knowing the technology. I, I was a customer yeah. of the product. Um, so if you are a customer of a product, maybe look at those companies if you want to get into customer success and try that. Um, but yeah, we've had uh, we've had a lot of success with the people that we've hired, just even with one or two years experience at customer success or having uh, just graduated university. We hire a lot of people with uh, business degrees. Uh, of course. No, thank you for that. I mean, I I guess that makes sense. I mean, the I mean, you just have to look on. I think any industry at the moment, um, and you've got you know so many people either out of work or and it's 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 a really sad, it's a really sad sad state at the moment. And um, so yeah, I can understand what you mean by there being just so many people wanting applying for a one specific job. And I guess if you haven't got, I guess it's a bit of a balance. You haven't got the exact. You know, you're not looking for people with the exact experience. But for example, what you said with tech, that's going to be pretty pretty important for yeah um I was wondering speaking I think sort of continuing that uh what we were just discussing then how do you um you know you wanting to create a really full and successful customer success team with you know people who are just you know bringing lots of energy or they have the experience from like you mentioned with you know either you know product or how do you um you know, in, in, say, for example, when you're, you're starting a customer success team and, you know, you've got a vision and you know where you want to be, but you're not entirely sure about what the next steps are to get there. You know, you want to have this awesome team. So I don't know, in your experience, how do you, you know, do you have any strategies or top tips or something that you could share with maybe people who are in a similar position to, you know, you um, who, you know, when you're trying to attract and attract um, high-performing CSMs and, you know, I guess vetting them as well. Like what are, what are your sort of go-to methods for, yeah, uh, attracting high-performing uh, CSMs? Um, well, I mean, I think there are a few things. Um, so during the interview, um, I always start the interview with my vision for the team. Um, because I think that that's really important that people know that before they make a commitment to work a place um, is that they they understand what is expected of the team, um, what the culture, the vibe of the team is, um, and to see how they see themselves as being a part of that. So I go through, you know, what is my vision for the mid-market team? How do we work all collaboratively together? Um, and um, what the things are that we're trying to do. Um, I try to simplify it. And even with my team week over week now, 
you know, I always every week talk about what my top priorities are because they have so much to do and it helps them align the work that they're doing with the priorities that we have at a particular moment because things are constantly changing. Um, so because of that, um, I start during the interview to align people to that. And I also try to align people to the overall vision I have for my team. Um, when we do, we do a team kickoff. We do, everybody does their bio, um, but we really focus on, um, we do a strengths uh, quiz that people can do uh, from the University of Pennsylvania, a uh, positive psychology program where they, uh, you know, they fill out something. It takes like 20 minutes and it tells you um, what your strengths are. Um, and I, I've been noticing with my team that um, a lot of them would guess their strengths are different things. I think as you move along in your career, you have a better sense for it. But that helps me to align them to initiatives that they can lead. Um, and that's how we care. And that's how we grow customer success teams. So when I interview people, I'm like, you will be leading an initiative, you know, based on your skills and your interests. Um, and what the company needs. And so beyond just their day to day, this helps them grow in their career and helps especially uh, grow their leadership capabilities and how to take a big problem and try to come up with a plan and solve for it. So I think that those things are really important. And I do go over some of like what uh, the rules of the road, if you will, it used to be called the customer success manifesto for my team. Um, sound a little overly formal. Uh, so we just call it the rules of the road um, on how people on my team work with, uh, you know, work with each other and work with our customers. And I think having that high level vision helps the CSMs really quickly align to the work that we do and how we do it. Um, the number one item is always about customer empathy. And, you know, if you're doing this for your team, uh, and you're creating like, what are the rules of the road for the team? Number one always has to be something related to customer empathy. I paraphrase it as the customers need to feel the love. They need to feel like someone cares about them. Their system down. They need to know that the person that they're, you know, partnered up with on our side and that our company really cares. The CSMs are the face of that for these customers. Yeah. So it's so yeah. critical that they, you know, that the customers do feel the love. You could state it different ways, but it's just an easy way to say the customers need to feel like the people care uh, on our end. So um, that's where I typically start. But I start talking about like we hope people show up to meetings with a point of view, even if it's not correct. Uh, it's OK. You learn more, but don't show up to meeting and say nothing. Um, I know there's that tendency, like you're new with the customer or you're new with the sales team and you're new, just, you know, make sure you do your research and think, you know, what is your point of view and be open to getting feedback. Feedback on my team is always two way. It's always uh, bi-directional. Um, and so uh, it's really important for them to give me feedback and not be like, well, you're my skip level. I don't want to tell you your plan is not great. Um, but I need to hear that because they're the experts on the customer because they're with them every day. So it definitely, these are definitely some of the things we go through in the interview process to make sure that people are aligned to that vision. Oh, that's really interesting. That was so interesting. Thank you. Because I think there's, there's a, there's a, you know, there's so such an importance to be encouraging and, but also encouraging, but also pushing, uh, uh, people to make like you said you don't don't turn up to a meeting and don't say anything that like you want to sort of uh foster like a really 
I don't know, like a, a collaborative environment. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, where you can both, like you said, like have the feedback in two ways. I think. Um, I was also uh, curious to know. Um, I was. This was probably something I was thinking about when we were when we when we first when we first spoke a few weeks ago and uh, discussing, you know, what we what can we do for this episode. Um, but I guess once you've got your customer success team and you've got your and you've made your hires like I guess the next steps are growing your team and like you mentioned you're currently I was but did you mention said you were currently um, setting up a scale team but I guess the customer success obviously you know it's very it's highly adaptable and it's far from static so when you've got you know the company going through a period of growth and you've got to sort of, I, I don't know, I'm right in saying you've got to sort of re, maybe not re-communicate the company's values, but you can how do you make sure, how do you sort of uh, communicate that with your team and say like, like, look, this is, I guess there's going to be a shifting priorities, like we're going to be expanding um, loads. And how do you sort of, how do you, uh, yeah, how do you communicate sort of the, your company's um overarching sort of values and its mission um to your new team and helping them still evolve and develop in their own roles yeah so i think i take what the company gives us and then i switch that into a customer success vision okay and i think that that's what's really important like what does it mean to them you know often you'll see like a company mission statement or and it's like that is amazing but what does that mean to my customers? Mm. And because the CSMs are at the front line of that, you know, how, how do we do that? And part of our company's mission right now is around, you know, how to help people grow in their careers. So um, it really speaks to my heart, given that, you know, I do coaching, uh, career coaching. And so um, I definitely try to work with my team to do coaching around their careers so that they mm. can better align to what the what they want to do and still meet the customer's needs and still align with the company's vision. I guess when you're um, growing, though, uh, a customer success, success team, there are going to be, I kind of, there are probably going to be roadblocks along the way and potential challenges that um, arise from, I don't know, you know, just, just life. But how would you, um, are there any like examples you can give that, um, that you've sort of come across in your in your career that you kind of managed to I don't know solve that perhaps other 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 people who are looking to perhaps set up their own custom success the first custom success team that they might be able to think right okay I know how to swerve that one next time or I know how to you know how to how to uh, avoid that in future. Yeah, so one of the things I think you can get bogged down by, especially when you're building a scale team, is um, trying to do what the other segments are doing, not at scale, or, you know, you send too many emails and it feels spammy to customers. Um, And so I think having a different customer journey when you have a scale team is important. You can't do it any other way. Um, And also making sure that you're looking at, you know, customer health scores and other things like that, and that you're incorporating, um, you're incorporating campaigns and that you're looking for trends in data. 
I'm pretty operational when it comes to those things. So we definitely look at, you know, the anecdotal feedback from the CSMs as well as the data that we're seeing so that we can shift and adjust based on what we, you know, what we hear customers saying. Um, there was a period where we thought, you know, oh, well, maybe we should talk to customers before they renew very early, um, you know, to prevent the competition from, you know, and what we what we found was that it was not really it was not really effective for us um, talking to customers that early. But we have these ideas. We call them experiments and we go yeah. through it. And I would just say that, you know, for um, people that are in my position that are trying different things, you know, set up a small experiment and get data back and make decisions based on that. Um, like anything, you know, sometimes we have these amazing ideas. <laughs> And then, you know, when they're rolled out, they maybe are less amazing based on like the customer base or maybe something worked for you, at, you know, your previous company that doesn't work here. So I think it's, it's great to be open to the possibilities of doing different things with your teams. Um, but in the end, having a small experiment with like a defined uh, customer base is really critical to making sure that you can uh, you know, not just go by feeling, but use data to make important decisions. Oh, thank you for that. I'm sure a lot, I'm sure that's lots of people who are listening who are going through this because it's going to be like a huge monumental use to them. So thank you for sharing that. I was also quite curious to know, um, sort of segueing on a little bit to, I, I think, I think it's important probably to discuss when we're talking about building, uh, building a customer success team, the importance of like, of leadership. I mean, in your experience, when you are creating a brand new custom success function and or you're or you're continuing, you know, or expanding it, for example, what's the role uh that the senior leadership team play uh in supporting and sort of guiding customer success team? Yeah. So I think part of it is just making sure that we have a good pitch and we know how it's going to impact the metrics. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that we struggled with, uh, my team was outsourced before I joined and then I joined and we decided to go with an onshore team and have less CSMs um, that had more experience in customer success. Um, the decision when I made to do that, I had to have a pitch deck and I had to pitch it to senior leadership to say, here are the things that I think this is going to drive. Because at the end of the day, um, the engagement was so critical. Um, and, you know, BPOs work for some organizations, but for us, it wasn't working just because there was a lot of turnover at the BPO and then the customers don't like, oh, I got to explain this again for the 10th yeah. time, you know, to a different customer success manager. So trying to have a more stateful team, I think is very important. Um, in how the customers feel. So it is definitely, you know, when I think about, when I think holistically about um, getting senior leadership's buy-in, it's really important that you know how to pitch your ideas okay. and what the results will be. In addition to obviously like, what are the, you know, what are the switching costs? And that you really are careful about saying during this transition, um, it might get a little rocky. And so I've had a lot of conversation with sales leadership about, you know, in my segment about like, oh, we're switching this model. Keep in mind, you know, these new folks, my team, they're learning the product. Um, but, you know, they're going to show up 
And if they don't know something, they're going to say, I don't know. I will find out. Um, and just doing that, I think, has been really helpful in getting our sales team support and our uh, sales executive support behind uh, this new team. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think for anyone listening now who's um, who's enjoyed this episode, I'd really, really like to like take take a moment to say how the the conversation isn't over because in a few weeks you're going to be speaking at the Customer Success Festival in San Francisco on the 19th of September. Isn't that right? Yes. Um, Very excited for that. Oh, me too. Uh, you're going to be talking on. You're going to be talking uh, a session on cheat codes, a customer success leader's guide to aligning culture and vision, and also a panel discussion. So, yeah, would you like to be able to talk us, our listeners through what they can expect from this session, and perhaps any other sessions that you've been uh, keen to attend? Yeah. So, um, my session is definitely about this customer success manifest or the rules of the road and how we set them up and how we, uh, how we roll them out to our team and how people can do that. I felt very inspired by my team at Google. They're called the success squad. Um, and they were an amazing team of very experienced people across the board. Some were CSM, some were not when they started and how they came together to deliver value for their customers. And um, when the success squad was disbanded and I got a new team, one of the new managers that reported into me said to me, Amy, you know, what is your vision for this new team? Um, And after having copious amounts of caffeine, I just started writing and writing and writing. And this became kind of the blueprint that I use for all the new teams that um, that I build. You know, I go in with this maybe if you're nice, you would say optimistic, but maybe unrealistic vision that for the people on my team, I want this to be a team that is very, very memorable for them. Um, that they're like, wow, I was a part of that team. And when they think back on their career as they're moving, they're like, that's what I want to do. Or, you know, when I lead a team in the future, I want this team uh, to feel like this. So it's definitely uh, it's definitely an interesting aspect of how I've gone about uh, building a team. And so uh, I want people to be able to build their own success mm-hmm. squads. So that their teams every day come in and are like, wow, you know, this is a really cool thing I got to be a part of. I was heard. I got to contribute beyond just working with my customers. You know, I had the support of my team. I grew my career. I did things I've never done before. And to me, that is what winning looks like because the customers benefit from it and the company benefits from it. So, um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to be talking about at the Customer Success Festival. Oh, it sounds amazing. And it sounds incredibly empowering for people, for CSMs or CS leaders who perhaps haven't had the opportunity to do this yet or have questions surrounding building a customer success team. Because let's face it, like customer success is possibly probably the most important part of a business, especially in today's economy. You know, it's it's you know, I mean, I could talk about it for hours about this, but it's so, so important, as you well know. Um, so giving people the tools and the you know, help helping them get to where they need to be with fest. You know, with the fest, uh, events like ours, I think, yeah, I'm very, really exciting, and it's going to be a lot of knowledge sharing, a lot of you know, yeah, in- incredible day. 
So, um, yeah, really, really excited for that. So, um, but unfortunately, we're out of time at the moment, unfortunately, in this episode. So we're going to have to wrap things up there. But the conversation, like I said, the conversation is going to continue September the 19th, uh, San Francisco. It's going to be a great one. So if anyone, um, but if anyone's got any questions, uh, any listeners who have maybe, you know, you can either maybe potentially even seed some questions in advance. Um you can connect with it, connect with you on LinkedIn. Is that is that all right? If they've got any anything. Yeah, that would be on? amazing. Please connect with me. Uh pull me aside. I love <laughs> uh I love talking to people that are, you know, are building their teams or just CSMs that are, you know, in their careers. Yeah. This festival is a perfect opportunity for networking as well. So yeah, there'll be lots of that, lots of all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be great. But um, yeah. But that's that, that. That's it for today. But anyone, anyone's got any questions, do connect with Amy on LinkedIn, and uh, or if you're planning to go to San Francisco, save your questions until then. But um, Amy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for talking about this topic with me today. I'm sure our listeners will thank you as well. It's been a great. It's been great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out our other episodes and go to customersuccesscollective.com for even more customer success related content. You can also join our global community on Slack and you can find the link to that on the CSC website. But until then, see you next time.